Hello, hello. Welcome back to Let's Talk Nudie. My name is Danis Coy, your podcast host. And this week, I had the privilege of interviewing one of my really good friends, Christy Gonzalez. She is the founder of Pauhi Outdoors. This company offers sustainable products and resources such as bamboo utensils in order to reduce single-use plastic products. Christina then talks about her first-hand experiences and her travel stories as to how she got to the place of wanting to provide such sustainable products to the world. And her story is just so inspiring. I mean, the way that it came about just trusting the universe, trusting the timing of how things unfold and knowing that your body and your mind do lead you to the way that you're supposed to go and her mindset of just being calm, collected and knowing that things come at the at the right time is so beautiful because a lot of us stress over so many little things like why isn't this happening? Why is this happening to me? blah blah blah. But Little do we know, things happen for us. And her conversation is just so inspiring. And I really hope you guys like it and enjoy it. Let me know what you think. But I feel like you have trips that it wasn't just about, I'm going to go visit. It was like, I'm going to stay and do this. Like you always had like an activity mm -hmm. that you were going to do. Well, yeah. It's been, it's been different trips for different things. But specifically the last few years have been moving like I've moved to Portland for a whole year and a half and I feel like that was I didn't consider traveling I consider it like you move you moving there yeah. yeah it was like definitely like disconnecting from I feel like that has been the most drastic trip lately or tr mm -hmm. uh, you know journey yeah. because it's finally like for me leaving my my nest you know like leaving my family, my comfort zone, and, and just, you know, taking life by the horns and being like, Like, you okay. took everything from here over there. No, I, well, we took some things, you know, okay. like, clothes. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, no, it was definitely starting over, and it was amazing. It was definitely what I needed to, to go through what I was going through in the moment. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like after COVID happened, there was a lot of, of insecurities that, that, that came up in my in my life and in my in in me as an individual as well, like thinking like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Like, you know, or or anxiety about the future, about how things are gonna unravel. And taking the decision to leave anyway was a big deal of of, of just trusting. Trusting mm -hmm. the universe, trusting that like, you know, this is something I wanna do, like regardless of how the the universe how the world is right like at that moment with like the yeah. pandemic and everything like it doesn't matter like I can still choose whatever I want and and make the best out of it because we are the creators of our own reality mm -hmm. so I feel like after that it, it it just opened up this door of like there's no worst case scenario mm -hmm. like there's they're really like as you were saying the other day in your video that I, I, I recently watched like there's failing is the best Mm -hmm. like it's it's okay to fail and it's not even failure it's like let's say like when I moved to Portland and then I left because it wasn't this, the town for me in that moment and other reasons like 
it's still okay I still nadie mm-hmm. te quita lo bailado as we say in Spanish yeah. you know like nobody takes away the, the memories and the things you learn from decisions you made in that moment so mm-hmm. so I, I stopped believing in worst case scenario I stopped believing in like oh you know yeah what if what if, what if? you know it's like yeah who cares I, of, in, of the what ifs yeah I I remember I don't know when it's when I was able to identify failure but it was really hard for me growing up to identify what failure was I didn't really understand the concept because to me it was like oh my god this happened okay like let's go here or like let's let's do it this way instead it was like a, a redirection I never saw myself like oh my god this I failed right I failed at this it was mm-hmm. never I, I don't know that concept was just like I guess my parents never put that in my head knowing how my dad would work my dad's just like the biggest hardest worker ever mm-hmm. and he would just never give up so seeing that it was like oh something happened oh but we're gonna do it this way or this or that and it's like it's always just being flexible with with what happens and being able to either choose like whether you want to keep on going or going to you know another project or like allowing this to you know shut off and then go to the next one or mm-hmm. something like that And no, and with that, I think being in control of your own perspective, which is the, actually the only thing you can be in control of. Mm-hmm. So let's say like, you know, right now you're talking about, about growing up and, and not really a, seeing failure as one thing. Like that's the perspective that you were brought up with. So for you, it's like, you know, I'm just in an experience, in a human yeah. experience. I and think, I'm enjoying... I think you have the same mindset of that. Yeah, because it's just like, it's the only one that, it, I mean, for me, I, I, I believe it so deeply because it's the only non-divisive thing that we have. Mm-hmm. Because if we, if we start, I mean, we can get into religion and all this stuff, but like, we, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We could, but we shouldn't because as, as an individual, like ha- being in control of your own perspective, it, it makes you, you create your own reality the way you want it to be created. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let's say like, Yeah, you're failing, but if you're saying like, oh, maybe this just wasn't the job that I needed, or this is what this was an experience that I had, but it's it's okay that it was over. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that that I mm-hmm. experienced it instead of being sad for what of what um what things could have been, being you know, being happy about having the experience, mm-hmm. regardless. Right. Because at the end of the day, like life is an accumulation of experiences, regardless if they're good or bad. That's on you if you want to see them that way right you know yeah like, you categorize them it could have been like, like this is a bad experience like yeah that. like you could literally be you know your your car just got towed or or you know you got a flat tire in the in the road and you could be like you could put music and change your tire and be like get on your way like it's just mm-hmm. something that happened or you can focus on that and be like the day sucks like my tire just popped yeah. and like i was there the whole day and it sucked or you could be like oh you know like i changed it and moved on with my day and during that moment somebody popped up and I made a new friend you know like mm-hmm. or if you got if you get your car towed like I've met amazing people like just picking up our car <laughs> in the tow in the towed um I'm not surprised thing, you you're know? so friendly it's just about flowing with like life and I feel like as I say this I tell myself too like right now like it's just that yeah <laughs> you know yeah no it's it's just like life is such it's such like a a circle it is like mm-hmm. it's like a yeah. sometimes it when you are in a situation where 
maybe you not you didn't want that to happen and then you meet someone in that process that's going to change your life or mm -hmm. you know give you this tip or that that's going to allow you to start your next project or something like that like even though this project might not have been something that was meant to be or this job there was a reason why you were there right but only if you see it that way only if you're able to be like okay show universe show me how beautiful life can be in this moment mm -hmm. that i'm going through right now like this mm -hmm. is this wasn't when i what i wanted to happen this wasn't the the expectations i had for this situation but then that's when life gets beautiful because it's not always what we expect and it's just like okay so this is a reality like this is what's happening yes mm -hmm. i was thinking this other thing was going to happen or expecting something else but in fact this is what happened and we'll never know that other that other route will never happen because it just didn't happen that way. Right. So now this is what they're like, this is the lemons you're getting. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to make lemonade or you're just going to throw them in the garbage? So wow. it's, it's about like really like taking that situation, whatever it is and being like, okay, That's let's do so it. True. You know, like taking it, taking it. And, and as I said, it's not, it's something that you have to, it's discipline at the end of the day because in that moment that you're going to the whole of, of, sadness or, or nostalgia about how things could have been it's about immediately the discipline of telling your thoughts like no like it's fine like this is something that, I, that I'm meant to experience and continue telling yourself that and, and acting on that no matter what like continuing and yeah so like, there was that's, a concept. How, that's how it's been with like many things that have happened in my life yeah it's just, like, that's uh, so I actually wanted to ask you this um Because I know you started your own company, and I want to talk a little bit about your company. But also, I was watching this this video, this this reel the other day, and he was talking about how starting your own company, obviously, is like very scary sometimes, and it's overwhelming, and you just don't know what's gonna happen, and you're just like there, like thrown in the abyss, and like you have no idea. But he was saying that that's really how you learn skills, how you learn to communicate, how you learn those soft skills quote unquote that people talk about like public speaking or like communicating marketing yourself or or being creative with your work with your with your products whatever you're trying to create and those like quote unquote soft skills and the more you put yourself out there that's just how you're going to learn right and it, it was just incredible he was just saying how like that persistency of like going and failing and going and failing and going no matter what and like you having a clear vision of what it is that you want to do is is incredible and i think i feel like you've done that so i i want to put it put it out there so people can know that you created this amazing product and you're still doing it and you're killing it oh, so how about so we start with telling us a little bit about your your company and how you started yes so thank you so much for all that <laughs> No, yeah, I think, well, I started Pauji, um, Pauji Outdoors, now it's going to be Pauji, but it's it was a company that, that just kind of, it's an accumulation of experiences that were mani now that are now manifested into a company. Plus, I said, Pauji is a town in Venezuela, in the Amazon, um, in the state of Bolivar, it's like on the south of Venezuela, like in the border with Brazil. It's a, it's a town that is, you know, there's still indigenous people there, it's very... Um, Na like it's it's just unexplicable it's just nature its rawest form the way people live there like it's is um what defined Pauji for me 
like as a company because people there live in a way where they they work around nature and not against it like people still have an amazing time build their homes and everything but they have nature in mind first like yes i get to live here and coexist with nature but i'm not removing it for me to be more comfortable so that concept and that experience that i had there for new years and along with many other things people i've met there and and we were there for new years and they had like they have their own kind of rituals for new years like the whole town um gets um a stick and throughout the whole month of december they set up this huge fire like i think it was like i don't know like 20 feet tall like tall uh-huh. And at the end of the uh, uh, in New Year's, they like light it up and everything. And it, well, I just had like the most magical experience there. That was that, that was when I was sixteen. So that just happened, wow. and I kept going with my life. And then after that, I was in the process of of becoming an entrepreneur. I actually started with another product at that time, um, hammocks actually. But I it, I wasn't I wasn't completely like passionate about it because I was like okay, this is an amazing product, I use it, I love hammocks, I love camping, like, this is an amazing thing that I, that could work, but I was like, no, I want, I really want to, like, find something that is purpose, is purpose, purposeful? Yeah. <laughs> purposeful for me, um, but I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about it in that way, though, I was just like, when, the, when, when before I, before I started with bamboo, with bamboo, it was kind of like, I just wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know exactly why. Okay, I was you know, gonna ask you like, what what did you, what was your stem? Like, yeah. was it first the product or was it more like the idea of wanting to do something? You know, it was first the like I did want to become an entrepreneur because I, I remember even when I I went to FIU and I went to the startup club, and I remember like seeing a lot of people in that process and like starting their own business or starting their own service company or or anything really there was it was a variation of many different things like people starting all types of businesses i don't mm-hmm. even know juice companies whatever it was like and everybody from fiu that's so cool that there was a club for oh this. my god it's amazing startup fiu like if you go to fiu go to that club uh-huh. it's amazing so after that i had that like I, I was already starting that mindset so everything i would do i was like kind of like looking trying to learn you know from other people mm-hmm. and trying to and, and every product i would see i was like could this be the product or could this be like it just i was in the search for it but i wasn't like stressed about it either okay. it was just something that like i was i wanted to manifest and i was aware of it but i wasn't stressed about it and mm-hmm. throughout that journey um i have a friend that invited me to to a diving excursion to the galapagos with along with many other people and I agreed to go. It was it was crazy because when they told me about this experience, I like had just I was just in Costa Rica with the girls with our friends, and I, la- I they stayed and I I don't know why I bought the ticket three days to come back three days earlier for no reason. Like huh. we were in Costa Rica and I was like they stayed and I was like oh I, I don't want to stay that long because I I like I'm graduating like I, I have a lot of things happening mm-hmm. like I rather come back and you guys can stay and mm-hmm. and continue exploring. And because of that small moment, like when I literally I got back to Florida and that's when they called me to go to the Galapagos and I had wow. in my bank account the exact amount of money I needed. Like I was literally like I had no money after that trip because it was like 
the exact money and i was like very you were meant and to I, I didn't trip. i was like not gonna do it for a moment because i was like wow like i'm gonna stay with like a you know like no money in my bank account like this is scary but like something told me like you have to go live this experience like you have to there's no way around it like i have chills yeah no it was like it was definitely like a magical thing like I was, they told me like and uh, um thankfully like since it was like a last per it was like a last person had dropped out so it was like you have to we're leaving on thursday and they told me about it on tuesday so i had to get a ticket i had to get all my diving gear i had to make it to the galapagos by this day to go to get to get on the diver board uh-huh. um and it all happened in such a magical way that I made it there. Like, it happened. I was in the boat in the Galapagos. This is insane. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was <laughs> wild. And it, it, I wasn't even... I don't, uh-huh. It just happened, right? So when I'm there, um, I finally see the ocean the way it's supposed to be. Like, I had never had a, a such a clear version of how the ocean is meant to be. Because, well, I, I don't know if you know the Galapagos Island. It's a... It's mm-hmm. a it's a territory that's completely protected. Like, nobody can just go in there and fish or, or even... You you can go on your boat like that. You have to get permission. There's specific boats. There's an amount of boats that can be out there at the same amount of time. So it's a very protected area. So I remember when I started diving and just seeing, like, 200, like, hammerheads, you know, traveling together and rays and the coral was just, like... Imagine, like, the Empire State Building, like, downwards of coral. Like buildings like just down uh-huh. um whale sharks just so many it was like such a magical experience like of, of just seeing so much marine life and and thriving and all of them had have food and, and have a, a healthy environment that after that experience i even got like taken by a riptide which was crazy that was another whole nother story like I was taken in the middle of the ocean by this riptide. When you were diving? One of the dives, I was. we were diving, and, like, the current took me into the ocean. I don't know if, if you know about riptides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They it took me into the ocean, and I couldn't fight it. Like, we all, the whole team got dispersed, and I ended up coming out of the water because I was, like, I'm, I've been in underwater for, like, by myself for, like, probably seven minutes now. I should probably start going up. And I got up literally in the middle of the ocean i could see like the island where our boat was parked but like far away and i had i'm this is crazy because i like i remember this so vividly like i had sharks around me not i knew that that this species specifically silky sharks weren't that aggressive and they're not and the galapagos is so abundant that really sharks are not trying to eat divers there it's more like they have so much food they don't really care about well that's good to know i know i was like (laughs) but still i was so and in that moment, I was like, as soon as I got out in the water, and, and that specific day, I didn't have all my safety gear. I didn't have my whistle. I didn't have my, my sausage, which is something that you blow up to, like, you know, uh-huh. get help. I didn't have anything. And I got up, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm in this situation. Like, it's happening. This is it. Like, open water, like the movie, you know, like, this is insane. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And something came to me like, no, like, this is something that you're meant to experience, and you're going to be fine. As soon as I told myself that, kidding you not, in the ocean, nothing around me, like just, yeah. I see the boat, like the, the buoy boat, the buoy boat, boat come up to us, like come up to me. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm here, like, like screaming to see if he could see me. And he had uh-huh. seen me, I, I guess like the, 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 the what's it called? Maybe the marineros. Uh, oh, the marines? The sailors? Okay. The sailors uh-huh. or the... Um, no, the sailors, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they knew where the currents were going so they knew where to find everybody and i was the first one they found 
so they found me and then we had to go look for the rest of the divers that were missing and I, I just felt like so much happiness in that moment I was like wow like I came on this trip I, I like I was about to like you know I, I don't want to use the word die because I, I always felt in my heart that they were gonna find me because it happened and they know where the currents it are. was a scary I was, moment it was a scary moment yeah. but I was like so sure that I was meant to experience that that it just made me fall in love more with the ocean I was just like I love the ocean I feel so safe in the ocean I feel like if it if the ocean is in complete balance it's the most it's like a safe place to be and and it just became like this like epiphany for my life to just flow and understand that like you know if 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 i'm if i didn't die in that moment like i was meant to just live that experience no like regardless of everything how everything turned out like i I was meant to live that and then when i got back to the when i got back to um, to florida after that the product came along like the bamboo product i started learning about bamboo and i was like wow like it's all tying together like this product oh also like in in the galapagos like you'll never like there's no plastic in the ocean like not at least not in the shore so it was like i don't know i just wanted all the i just it was this moment of like my the little girl in me being like i want all the oceans to look like this like all the beaches all of the course. like i want to go to the beach and like see see sea life and see like animals and and see them thriving in their own environment so when i came back and then i started learning about bamboo and it was like i found cutlery and and I started learning about it and I was like, wow, single-use plastic is the most, like, contaminant item that there is because you literally only use it one time and throw it away. Water bottles can be recycled at least once. They're still not the best to use because after you recycle them one time, that's it. But specifically, single-use plastic is something that we're just, like, not aware of that much. Like, we, Mm -hmm. you know, we go, we try five ice creams with a little different little spoons and then we throw them away and then we finally get our cone. And yeah. it's just like all those five little spoons, they're trash. Like That's they're never it. gonna be reused again. Like yeah. it's like it, it just became like this topic in my head. Like I can't believe like this is the way we live. Like, um, and it's so common. It's so no because it's, it, it's, it's so like casual. Like to grab, you know, your Chipotle, you grab your fork and then you throw it away. But it's like that's it, and nobody's being nobody's being a bad person for being for doing that. It's yeah. like the way our society is. It's just the way we our society works what like how we've been educated to be a lot of people think it's even the safest because it's the cleanest because you know the um, after even after all the covid thing happened like people are scared of like other people's germs and all that stuff so yeah it it became kind of just the way it is for our society Mm -hmm. even today like covid actually brought back a lot of the single-use plastic that had been banned that a lot Mm -hmm. of activists and and like environmental activists oh, okay. have worked really hard oh, like to, advocates maybe yeah like okay. advocates mm-hmm. they had worked really hard to take away certain products and ban like straws and all that and all those items and after the pandemic happened and people were so scared of you know reusing things and germs and all that stuff so a lot of it came back and i mean but we can go yeah. back i think like to that level of like being that aware and everything i think it can be you know it can be retrieved like that like that's how i think about plastic bags for me it's mm-hmm. like a pet peeve but there's also part of me because i have two cats like i use plastic bags like i don't know how yeah. else to throw away like their litter or like you know stuff like that but it's it's also my availability like i think if we were had regulations maybe with like 
plastic bags can be like the plastic bags that we use i feel like they're they're so harsh there can be different ones and that it can be common plastic bag that is like more like reusable or something right and um and yeah but it's so normal like you go to Publix and i i know like sometimes like in Publix they give you the bags like one item per bag and i'm Mm -hmm. like like, no, no it's crazy no. and 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 the fact that you're conscious about it it's is not common like you a made lot of- me like this oh. i'm gonna tell you the, i'm gonna tell you the truth you did because i remember when you started a, a like promoting it and everything i wasn't really aware of it because it like you said it's so common in our mm-hmm. lives and and just having a direct person telling me someone that i would go to eat with and like you know experience that you, you know like with your with the forks and everything yeah and, and there's someone like direct there I'm like oh my god and you made me aware of the things and the bags just like stick in my head like that's it like I have them in my head all the no time. yeah and also it was kind of something that I I felt so deeply but I was still not educated enough to know why or how to change it like okay I I'm, I have this product and I feel like that's that process that I've been to, that I've been through with my company this 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 past three years, because I'm selling this product, people like it. Um, it's bamboo, which is a material that it's that's a whole other topic that we we gotta talk about. I'm, I love bamboo. I feel like it's a product is a product of the, it's a material of the future. Like bamboo is has so much capabilities that we haven't really even this like used a third of them for many things. Really, for, like what? Well, bamboo itself is is a is a is a grass. So it's not even a tree. So okay. it grows fully at its full potential in, in five years, depending on the on the species of the bamboo. But mm. the most common one, it grows in five years. And after that, it can be harvested. So I, it can basically replace wood. All of the wooden, all of the wood things we, we cut to make furniture, to make um, buildings, to make anything that makes, makes out tables, that can all be replaced with bamboo that it grows super fast and you don't have to call a cut a whole tree that you know okay. they're they're very important for for our, for our world and for our oxygen and for just they're their mm-hmm. whole they're the home to so many like biodiversity and um so just in that aspect is super beneficial not only that like bamboo is a, is a material that is antibacterial so if you use it for things like cutlery and, and or or things like cutting boards mm-hmm. all these things it's better to use bamboo because they're not going to grow germs or or no way yeah yeah it's like naturally antibacterial that and also um that's why a lot of um you know people who are going through chemo and and like cancer they're they're not able to use metal so they use bamboo instead because it's like better for their for their mouth and for their okay for what their process Mm -hmm. that they're going through so it has a lot of just a lot of benefits from it and i just fell in love with the material i fell in love with how it's grown it's it's very easy to grow you don't even have to replant it bamboo is a it's a grass so it replants itself it's not like a tree that you have to go and and you know put the seed mm-hmm. and put water no when, once you throw bamboo in the floor it's gonna reproduce like wow. by itself mm-hmm. and it's something that can be used for so many things for flooring for ceilings for cars for bikes for instruments like there's endless things that you can make with bamboo so i first fell in love with the with the material itself and i and i i consider Pauji a bamboo company more than like i lo- i i love that my first and main product is cutlery but i more than that i i, I want to emphasize on bamboo and and all the benefits that it has for society and my my dream for the future is to create many bamboo products that substitute plastic but are also lifestyle products that just 
you know, show the capabilities that, bam- that bamboo mm-hmm. has, mm-hmm. Um, along with other materials such as hemp, which is another material that I'm completely in love with. Hemp, well, hemp comes from mm-hmm. the from the hemp plant, and it's also a it's also a, a crop that grows extremely fast. Like, and you can make so many different things from it. Fabric, you can make all well, the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, they can even make paper out of hemp. Like, there's just so many things that can substitute just cutting a tree and paper mm-hmm. like um just regular trees and plastic too like it's, it's a great substitution for all these other materials that are very harming for the environment but we're so used to them you know like we grew up thinking oh plastic well, I don't I don't think plastic is a bad material because it did have its purpose when it was first created it's using it as a single use material that's bad because it's not biodegradable. It's not something that can be like, you know, yeah. destroyed. It's right. just like once yeah. it's made, it's going to be here for the rest of our that's life. That's so harsh. Like, and that's what yeah. creates those huge garbage patches in like the Pacific and, and just in our ocean. Like right now you go to the beach, you're, you're going to see plastic. Like it's just going to be there. But it's because of that mindset of, of not understanding that there's more products out there. Oh. Yeah. So it's, it's I, yeah, I first fell in love with the, with the bam, with bamboo itself and... As of that, as of from there, the company started taking shape. And that's when we go back to like just allowing things to unfold. I feel like I'm still allowing the company to unfold. Even right now, talking about it, I'm still planning my plan. You know, like I (laughs) still, I I did have a plan. It's been happening. I have my website. I have, I do markets, which is something I do every week. Um, I've done them for three years now, just like different. like being a vendor. I think it's been longer. Three years only? It's been, well, I started 2019. One, two. Well, it's about to be four. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> oh, amazing. So, I feel like that this process is, is key to the development of, of, the, of success. Like, I'm okay with the, with the way that things have unraveled because it's taught me so much and it's taught me so much about how the material performs how the material works how can i make it better it's like a trial and error and even like i i know there's so many companies that took 10 years for them to blow up but it's about the consistency it's about continuing to be there and continue to be in love with the process and with the purpose because things there's always going to be failures and successes like i feel like you know like you can go through through life and and look for that goal or you can just enjoy the process and understand that if you just continue to do it, one day it's going to become the specific visualization you had of it. Or not, or maybe it becomes something that it was meant to be. Right. Because at the end of the day, we'll never really know. Like, we're in this human experience, like, that's just unraveling in front of our eyes, and all we can control is our perspective and, and our input. But at the end of the day, life is going to take its course. And I, and I started with bamboo, and now I'm falling in love with hemp as well. And that's that's my next step like incorporating hemp products which is a a material that i'm that i definitely want to like just make everything out of like i love hemp i love the concept of it i love how eco-friendly it is it's it's also a a material that i call it also the material of the future because (laughs) it's just like it's just crazy to me how we have relied relied Mm -hmm. uh, on (laughs) we have relied on products that are so hard to make and require so much energy to make. 
Like, I think it was a lack of education, maybe at one point that you and, just don't. And yeah, you know, and, and also, the awareness of the environment, like it wasn't there before. It wasn't there, and people were looking for for things that made them money. You know, I feel like plastic was a product that was created to to <clears throat> make a lot of products that at the at one point we needed for like medical use and for certain things that you know they we needed the specific material that um, needed to be sterile mm-hmm. and. Um, re- disposable, something that we could use, and like especially, I, I think specifically in the medical industry, there's a lot of um, plastic usage and waste. But I feel like we're finally realizing that we only have one planet. You know, yeah. like we really do only have this universe, and and it's so nice to like take care of it, and 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 but not get hooked in like oh like the the little things that you're not doing right, like oh like if that day you use the bag, it's okay, like you don't have to be mean to yourself and and think that you're a bad person for using a plastic bag, but the fact that you're aware of it and can continue to doing your best effort to do your best every yeah. day, mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a big that's a big deal. And that's why I I wanna with my company, like I I I am a sustainable company and I'm even working right now to become even more sustainable with how the products are made and, and show the product line and show how the process of how they're made and where they're made and who's making them. All of this is really important. But also understanding that it's about the lifestyle after that. Because if I ju- if you just sell a product, oh, it's eco-friendly. Like if you use this, you're eco-friendly. Like that is not really something sustainable for long term. Whereas if you become if something becomes the norm, then it's just the norm. Like right now, like mm-hmm. the um, reusable bags to go to the grocery store. Like it shouldn't be like, oh, I'm I'm a good person for using my bag. Like it should just it should just be It'd the be norm. normal. Yeah. Like it should yeah. just it should be the way we we yeah. do things, and it will become that way. But it's only through education and through you know regulation. I regulation think too. and mm-hmm. and and it, yeah, but through education mostly because people at the end of the day people are gonna do whatever. They know that they know, that they they know best. Even mm-hmm. water bottles, like uh, there's a point that water bottles, like if you had your own water bottle, that was weird. Like oh, like you have your own water bottle, like why don't you just like buy a water bottle? Oh or drink? yeah, yeah, and yeah. And now everybody has their water bottle. Yeah. So it's like sometimes when I end up in the situation where I have a plastic water bottle at yoga, I'm like people are judging me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like everybody has their own, you know, sustainable like bottle, and, and I'm that a plastic bottle. <laughs> and that is something that was not like that in the past. Right. Like yeah. it is something that has changed, and throughout time, I feel more and more proud, more and more. Like we're gonna see it more and more. Right. So you say you've been you've been vendoring a lot, and you right now you're living in Costa Rica, and you used to live in Portland, and obviously you're from here, Miami. So can you tell me more about the interactions you see with the people that are from there whenever you are promoting your product? Like, what do you think is so different between the cultures that you've been vendoring? Wow. No, a lot of different, a lot of different cultures. Like. I um here in Florida I experienced a lot of good feedback and a lot of of recognition for the product and for being in the markets and people finally seeing a sustainable option and a sustain and a sustainable um a sustainable option to be at the market. Like here I found a lot of people that were just not understanding why I was selling the product. Like why are you selling forks and knife at a market? Like I got in a lot of that response. But then I've also gotten a lot of people that are excited about it and they're right. like, wow, that's amazing. Like I understand, I totally understand what you're trying to do. And forks and knife is something that have existed forever. Like everybody has them in their house, but it's the concept of using it when you're out when you're out. When you're gonna use that when you're gonna eat that ice cream or you're gonna eat that takeout. Like 
you know, why use plastic and throw it away when you can just have your own. What about Portland? Wait, so where else have you vendored other than Costa in Rica, Portland, Portland, in in Los Angeles, and in Costa Rica? Oh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. And in in the in Portland, I had really good feedback. I feel like it's a it's a state that people are very eco friendly and conscious and and just in touch with the environment and in touch with nature. So I got a really good feedback from people there, and um, that's where I started making the product myself too. Like I I started incorporating like learn I learned how to sew and started making the bags myself. No way yeah so i had my own like studio where i would sew them and then go out i had like the ones that i would like you know make with my my provider but then i started making the bags myself in portland and that was awesome like that was such an amazing thing to learn for me because it didn't only give me peace like i loved just sitting down and sewing but also like understanding like wow like this is what it takes to like make this you know like mm-hmm. if it's not me who's doing it like and 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 how are they doing and are they getting like paid are they getting like the right treatment in their in their in their labor so that was like a big learning stage for me to just learn how products are made and fabric sourcing and bead sourcing and thread sourcing and the whole concept of like those are incredible like sewing it like yeah that was amazing and a great time to learn something new for me um, and then in LA, also really good feedback. People are also very in touch with with nature. I feel like wherever there is like impressive, wherever there is like impressive nature, like mountains, like wherever you can see it, people are more in touch with it. Because even though LA is a city that that is not known for that, it does have a lot of nature, and I I do feel like people. And there's also nearby places that you can go, like three hours up north, that you can go to the mountains. Oh my god, yeah, no. California is definitely my favorite state. Really? I love California, (laughs) oh my god. But I I love every, every state has like their own thing, but I definitely have a big love for California. It just has so much to do. Yeah, and and just the nature there and the people there and and yeah, the flow of life there is just so beautiful. I I really like it there. And And how's Costa Rica when you're rendering? So Costa Rica also, oh my God, Costa Rica is amazing. Like there's, it's, it, where I am is Tamarindo, Tamarindo, Costa Rica in Guanacaste. So it's not, there's not that, that many markets. There's actually just two, one on Thursdays and one on Saturdays, but it's very consistent. Like it's every Saturday. And I've gotten really good feedback there too. I mean, um, for stores now. And so I, I work, that's also another business model that I have. I also sell in stores. Of course, yeah. And on markets and on the mm-hmm. website. But in Tamarindo specifically has been um, amazing. Just people are, Costa Rica itself is a, it's like a magical place. Like really, it, it, I, I've learned so much from the people there, from the lifestyle there, from, you know, just the whole concept of saying Pura Vida. Like people think, oh, Pura Vida, like, but it's actually like a way of life. It's a way of like really being connected to the present moment and to nature. Like I, I haven't learned that so much in other cultures, I guess, as I've, as I've learned it there. Because people are just amazing there. Mm-hmm. Not, as I said, not everybody is going to have their perspective of whatever reality they're living. Like maybe another person goes to Costa Rica and they don't like it and they're yeah. like, this is not for me. But for me specifically, Costa Rica healed me a lot. Um, it's a place that that I learn continuously from, like how they all the laws they have for the animals and for the way of life. Like I literally leave my house and I see monkeys every day. 
Oh my and, God, that's so beautiful. and they're living in their trees. Their, their, their trees are not allowed to be cut. They want to cast the trees, which is how they communicate and how they move throughout the, the oh, region. Oh, no way. Yeah, they're banned from being cut down. So there's a lot of laws that I respect from Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's definitely other things that, that are, you know, it's a developing country. It's a country mm-hmm. that is still going through, through a period of moder- modernization. And you can see it. Like, when you go to Costa Rica, you have to know that you're going into a rural area. Like, it's not, you're not going to see high-rises. Or in fact, they're, they're, you can't build a high-rise because it affects the, the environment. Even in the city, you're not allowed to build high-rises. Um, so th- that's, that's something that it's like a lot of people criticize because it's anti-modernization. But it's just the way, that, that it's just the, what they have to do to protect the nature mm-hmm. there. And they value it so much. They value they it so much. Like the, yeah. the amount of bird diversity that there is is insane. Like, and, and you don't want to have high rises and have like, you know, birds like cutting so down true. trees for birds instead of like birds being able to fly freely and, yeah. and go on their and their. When I went trees. to San Jose, it's like the biggest city, obviously, the main city, but it's like, it's like a town. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's no high rise. I didn't, I didn't realize no, that. No, but they're not, they're, it's like not, some, it's not something they're trying to do either. Okay. Like their mm-hmm. their main their main um, priority of Costa Rica is to maintain their li- their wildlife, and they're so I know that no, is it's so, so beautiful. beautiful. It's so beautiful because it's just like so sensitive to to the world, you know. And I'm not saying that other places should. I mean, I do think other places should <laughs> should incorporate yeah. that, but I don't criticize them either because I understand that you know not everybody's in the same page and not everybody is gonna value nature the way they do. But I do feel like that we have a lot to learn from that mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. and from simplicity and from and from just like understanding that our natural world is the most important thing we have. And it's the only thing that can be replicated, like it can be recreated. Yeah, like, I feel like Costa Rica is so aligned with your message, too. Yeah, which is, you know, valuing nature, valuing and protecting it and knowing that you can preserve it in different ways. Yeah. And we can live around it like you said not like through it like we can mm-hmm. live around it and just live in harmony and it's such a and it's and, and not only that like it's such an adventurous country too like there's so, so many things to do so many ways you can get involved with nature um rescue centers for animals like there's so many um educational centers for for different species like from panthers to to the sloths to monkeys like there i haven't really seen uh the concept of a zoo there yet like it's more like rescue centers and places where where animals are are getting healed to get to go back into right. the wildlife so that's something i respect to a lot that animals don't really get exploited there mm-hmm. like the way they do in other countries and yeah <laughs> like here <laughs> yeah and no in another country all yeah. over the world yeah you know? of so course and i know you've traveled a lot and what is like another place that has really impacted you like that? Because I know Costa Rica has really impacted yeah. you. Yeah, no, that's that's my life right now. Like that's where I am right now, and and I feel like that's why I I I feel like I live life very in the present moment, and I know I lived a lot of lives. I feel like <laughs> and I, it's weird because I'm talking about it right now. Like that's my life right now, but like yes, I've lived in other places and it, it's other completely different lives, and. Oh, I mean, living. In, I also lived in China, which is a completely opposite. That's la- what I wanted to ask you about China. Yeah, China was definitely an experience in so many ways, and it taught me so much about life, 
even though I don't true I don't I don't love the way they are with the environment. Of course, like there's a lot of things that that I don't agree with of how the country works and how the the um, and how they treat the environment and and sometimes the labor the labor um like the work life you know because I feel like I do feel like a lot of people get exploited there and overworked and that whole thing is true but at the same time China has so much to offer as a culture and I I always learn from Chinese people about it's just so it's 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 a it's a, it's a a culture that has thousands of years if mm-hmm. you think about it like there's restaurants in china that are that have been there longer than the whole united states mm-hmm. like more than 300 years That's 200 years yeah so it's like there's so much to learn from how people act there how people um just are with with each other you know chinese people are, are very non-conflictive like they don't like conflict so you will never really see fights between within families or friends like they'll they'll avoid conflict no no matter what that's something that i loved and i enjoyed a lot um it's just my experience there was just incredible like it was just so many things from from like studying there to the people i've met to the city itself the the dynamic in tianjin it's like a town it's like 30 30 minutes in the bullet train from beijing from the capital and it was just so magical i don't know i don't know exactly like what it is that made it so magical it was a combination of of that specific moment in time it was before it was pre-pandemic so the amount of 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 international communities in beijing and in tianjin at that moment it was incredible like you would meet people from france russia um germany like you're walking around there's someone from croatia just people from everywhere in the world clustered together in a city with so much to offer and 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 china yes it's a country that um has a lot of factories and and you know has that that um they're known for for manufacturing but i do feel like there's also a lot of creativity there like yeah it's it's controversial because it's so different when you when you live it from outside like there is a lot of things that i don't agree that china does for as i said earlier about um pollution and about the work like how they treat their their the workers over there but nonetheless it's a it's a it's a, it's a community it's a country that has gone through so much that what they have now in comparison what to what they lived through in the past with their dynasties and and revolutions and invasions like they've gotten invaded by japan many times like they've gone through a lot the chinese community and That's the chinese so country so much history like i can't even, I, we we don't have enough time to talk about china well, because when i think about it's china, just so much that happens there yeah. and that happened there and continues to happen there that I can only talk about the experience I had in that specific moment in time, and it's ma- it was magical. And I feel like everybody that had the chance to to live an experience in China, either teaching English or going for study abroad, or or a lot of expats that actually moved there and and made their life there and live there, or they could tell you that it, it's a great place to be, because. It's just so much happening at the same time, and they're and they're growing so fast. And at the same time, they it's like a, a they, it's like a division of of new like of new communities, new cities, technology. But then there's a whole 
other world of Chinese medicine and, and how things were done in the past and how to heal certain things through nature. And so it's like a, this, it's like two worlds. It's literally two worlds two worlds and also China is the number one country for farming like they've taught the whole world how to do farming and how to do industrial farming and and they do that over there as well like they they have a lot of things that they grow this is the main country that grows bamboo so that itself is amazing wow, okay. no yeah there's so much there's so much China is such a big country it's like yeah, saying like yeah. you know it's like so much happening there that it, it has a very beautiful spot in my yeah. heart in so many ways and but at the same time i do understand the 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 role they have in the world right now and and um yeah it's not something that i completely completely i'm how do i say like that i agreement an agreement with exactly Mm -hmm. because yeah it's hard because china's just like such a completely different culture from us and when i think about all these things that happen and i'm like it's just so hard to really understand because you grew up in completely different mm-hmm. completely different culture so it's just so hard to compare to even try to get to this like same level of thinking because the way that you grew up like i have a couple who used to live in japan mm-hmm. and they're just telling me about japan and just the way that they think and then the way that they they do and the way that people are raised is so different than how we were raised mm-hmm. i'm like of course of course, it's a completely different mindset, you know? No matter how much you try to put it together, connect, like, with your mindset, it's very, very different. And obviously, I think, ultimately, we're human beings. We're inevitably going to connect in different ways, right? But when it comes to, like, those different cultures, it's just so different. Like, the U.S. is so young. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Europe. When I lived, um, when I lived in England, I was studying... Um, like regulations with the European Union. I was I was in law school, so I, I did a law class there. We were learning about just the way that they regulate throughout the union and and how they pass on laws and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my god! I thought everyone did it how the U.S. does it, mm-hmm. right? Like in my head, that's just how how countries do it. And I was literally in law school where I'm like, wait, we are shaped through our regulations as well. And then you have the European Union doing completely different ways of doing it, but because of the foundation is so different and the way that they were raised, and there's so many different countries involved. Like the U.S. is just the U.S. and and we're just so young. Like they've been through so many wars and they've been through revolutions and, do, and done this and that, and the U.S. is just so young. Mm-hmm. So it's just so hard to compare with with different cultures like that. Yeah, and we're also the U.S. is a potluck of of many different cultures, so our culture here is made up of many different cultures whereas china is a country that like people weren't really traveling to china until like you know the late 90s or the like i mean people were always going to china but i mean like the big wave of people Mm -hmm. like of expats Mm -hmm. of like truly an international community so they're very they're very um in their ways you know they, they have ways of doing things way of eating way of um, growing crops, the way they go to they study, the way they go to school, the way they relate to each other, like there's a lot to learn from that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me as an individual, and for and for you as well, I think like we're, traveling has opened up our mind to understand that we don't know anything. We really like don't. we really don't know anything. And I feel like that's what that's the whole beauty about it. Like even just talking about things right now, like 
you know, I couldn't learn, know about this or know about that or like even in the sustainability topic, like we're just in this reality where we just were choosing to believe certain things and the more we travel, the more I know that I don't know anything and at this point in my life, I'm just like going by instinct like truly knowing like even with my company like i know this this materials feel good and i know they're doing good for the environment so my instinct is telling me to dive in there you know and with traveling too like i i i used to travel with like as, as you said with like a purpose mm. and with going for this specific reason but like i feel like now my reason for traveling is just to continue to discover that i don't know anything Mm-hmm. and and the more I meet people from everywhere and the more I get exposed to cultures and the more I like tr- move to other countries and travel the, I, the more I understand that I, I, I don't have a, a specific concept of anything because who am I to tell you that you're wrong about how you believe and who are you to tell me the same so it's like it's, it's got traveling and, I, and I, I call it like it's not even a hobby it's a way of life for me because it just keeps opening my mind to to an endless possibility of of unity mm-hmm. of like the more we think we're worth different it's actually no we're all alike and we don't know anything mm-hmm. and everything that separates us like religion beliefs um cultural systems the way you people are brought up you know that's all things that we learn in this human experience you know but at the end it's mm-hmm. a human experience it's like how you yeah. want to experience it and at this point right now in my life, I, I just want to be present and understand that I, I am, I am, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't. Like, I know. it's so comforting. It's so comforting. It's no, so, no, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I love it. And when I say it, like, right now, like, we're recording, you know, so it's like, <laughs> it's so crazy because I, I truly believe this. I truly believe mm-hmm. that, that I, like, going back to my famous my famous saying I'm about to say it, like we are just in a planet yeah. you know floating in the galaxy like <laughs> that's not true what are we doing here yeah no it's like we're just here to to experience all of it mm-hmm. and all of it is beautiful mm-hmm. and the bad is beautiful and even this whole process to you know my my fight right now is like against you know sustainability uh, it's with sustainability and to try to to incorporate like more sustainable ways but that's just a lifestyle it's just like a way of living your human reality but in, but in real life, who really knows? Exactly. Who really knows, like, what's going to happen or where yeah. we came from or how things are going to, like, unravel in the future. You yeah. You know, like, we're just here for the, for the experience, for the, for the... It's literally for the experience. Yeah. But, you know, so obviously, you know, you started your company not because of traveling, but that gave you a lot of inspiration to your mm-hmm. to create what you have created. But I, th- I feel like traveling, how you are putting this into perspective right now is, is interesting because you saying there's no right and wrong. There's, we, we know nothing and we're just living the experience that we choose to experience. You opening up your company and having the courage and ambition to do that and be like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I feel like traveling encourages that because opening up a company, there's no uh, rule book that has been created for you about your company, how it should be run or like what you should be creating or how you should Mm -hmm. be doing this or where you should be or whatever. When I first started my title company, I was just like, am I doing this right? Or like, you know, I would always be asking me questions, this questions of like, um, is this the right way to do it? Right. And I remember one day sitting there, I had no one, no help, no guidance. Uh, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Like, 
if what I was going to do was right or wrong. And obviously, like as a title company, you don't want to do things that are wrong. But then I realized I was like, I am fully like I have studied as much as I can to know about this topic. If there is no right or wrong way that I learn, that just means that there is no right or wrong way mm -hmm. to do this. I can find my own way to do it. Mm -hmm. And the minute that clicked in my head, I'm like, wait, this is my own company. Mm -hmm. I can do it the way that I think is best for, for this company, for my client, for whatever I'm doing, the most efficient way, the most secure way, whatever it is. But I get to choose that. Mm -hmm. And I get to choose my instincts and my gut to, to allow me to do that. And that's when I learned to first trust myself and my knowledge and, and just my intentions with what I'm trying to do. And two, being able to understand that that you can create your own way and be creative about uh, the way or manner that you're doing it and and it's your own company yeah and, and so the you, freedom you create the uh, another path a path that no one has ever touched and it's just like your own way and that's when i realized i'm like wait this is how like really awesome companies are born they're not following other companies you know maybe they get some ideas from other companies on how to do things mm -hmm. but like they go and do it their own way and maybe sometimes they, they create the best way that it could be done right mm -hmm. so i feel yeah. like that ambition and that um openness of traveling that allows you to think this way that it's like there's no right and wrong it's also a way for you to bring it back to your company and be like wait let me create whatever i want to create let me trust my body let me trust myself let me trust the, the world the natural world you know And if it's, got, if it's going to be, and if it's meant to be, it's going to be. If not, it's not. Yeah. And also, like, indulging in the freedom of creativity. Because creativity is the only thing that is, is real. It's the only thing that we can, we can experience. And as I said, I always go back to the human experience. But it's the only thing that sets us apart from, from, from the rest of the, of, of the species and the planet. Like, we have creativity. We have this flow that we can, um, you know perceive art differently we can perceive we can perceive things as art music is art um everything, everything is even art. even creating a company's art everything is it's art. just like yeah. it's just starting something from scratch from the from nothing to a creation so it's it's so beautiful and so magical to see it just you know you start and you have a vision but you also let it kind of flow into this whatever it needs to flow yeah. with the energy that you put in Mm -hmm. and when in a, in, a, in a company I do feel like you have to have um, a plan within the within the creativity that you want to incorporate but it's also allow as I said allowing it to just unfold as time goes right. by and that's right. why I think traveling is important in the creative flow because when you travel you, you're exposed to so many different things that you're just like oh like what you just said like everything's just not this box or this way of being like if Because you grow up thinking that things should be done this way and then you travel and you're like, oh, that's like <laughs> not right. real. Like these people do it completely different. So then when you're starting a company, you're like, I can do it completely different. And but that itself needs to unravel as time passes. Like you have to trust the process as well and trust that that all your life experiences are being pulled together for each step that you take. You don't know if that makes I, sense. I completely like everything agree with you. And let me tell you, I just learned this. I just learned this that timing, you got to trust timing as well. Mm -hmm. You can't trust rush. timing. That is, you yeah. can't rush a process. You can't rush things that you want to get to. Like sometimes it just takes time. And sometimes it's, you got to have that patience. Yeah. You can do the most that you can, but also don't kill yourself doing it or like, 
you know, unless you have this crazy idea, you're like, I gotta do it. You no, know what and, I mean? And but sometimes, like, the most, like, insignificant experience is actually, like, key to something else in the future that you needed, just that piece of information. I don't know if you ever watched the movie um, um, Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire, that it's, like, the... Um, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. That it would, like, every answer in the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire show yes. he knew just mm-hmm. from, like, different experiences in life. That's truly how I feel like it's for everyone. But in different, obviously, not not in a contest show, but it just in life, like, even when going back to going to going to this town, Pauji, when in Venezuela, when I was 16, like, I never knew that that was going to be so impactful in my life mm-hmm. as it was. Right. Now, yeah. You know, and, exactly. and it was something that in the moment I was just present and it happened. Now it's the name of the company and now it embodies so many things that I lived in that experience. And like. You know, same right now, you starting your title company, like you went to law school with this idea and it unraveled to be this. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful that way. You know, yeah. it's like you needed to live that experience to be here now and to do the things that you're doing. And it's just trusting that, the trusting the flow because that's the only thing we can do. Exactly. Anything else is going against, you know, the flow of, like your of the universe. It's going against our nature. Yeah. All, the only thing we have is whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, taking that and making the lemonade with those lemons is the only thing we can do. Yeah. And That's and everybody does it in their own way, with their own passions, with their own, you know, hobbies and creativity. And it's just beautiful this, that way. Like, yeah. it, it, I know? love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Okay, I think our time is up. Amazing. But thank you so much, Christy, for being here. Uh, I feel like we didn't do an intro. We, went, we just went... I know. <laughs> well, I should say it right now. Hi, I'm Christina. <laughs> no, no, no. Danny's friend from childhood. <laughs> we met in high school in math way, class. Oh no, way, we didn't meet in math class. We already, we already knew each other in math class. We knew each we other met? from like parties in Weston, probably. Probably. I think I met you through like a friend through SD or something. <laughs> but I don't know. It's been so long. Probably I know. 15 years plus. Oh, God. I know. Fif- we I, no, literally 15 same. years. I know. <laughs> it's probably just doing just continuing the flow of life and and it's all i'm honestly super proud of you that you're doing this and and that you're you're giving light to 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 people and to to their their creativity and their to and their creative flow like i feel super inspired by you and and i'm happy that you put me in this situation because (laughs) as we were talking earlier it's my first podcast and and I think it's amazing that it, it was with you and then and then this is like your project and you're you're bringing so much into to our, you so to our much. life into our group of friends and it's just amazing i love this so this is my favorite thing ever yeah it definitely <laughs> puts you in a, in a vulnerable situation and it's so magical because you know this is when the we're just talking out. yeah it's like as the more i talk the more i'm like wow like am i saying things because i'm in a podcast or am i saying things to be here and i feel like mm-hmm. i with you i feel just really comfortable you know there's like a Yes, we're doing a podcast, but it's, we're just it's actually just having a conversation about our life. And this is like really how we talk to each other. It's really like literally, I'm, I'm having the microphone right now, and, I'll, and I'm like, okay. It really is. I feel yeah. like last night we literally had a conversation. We just got deep into like faith. Yeah. And it was like this could be in the podcast, you know? Because we 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 continue to understand that it's always like a, a process. Yeah. It's always like we're we're like our body and our and our soul and and our and our environment is just like a, a continuing process of a human experience that maybe one day we'll know what it is maybe we won't so all we can do is 
do our best yeah. you know like do our best enjoy life go, go out there and do our pro our projects and 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 feel happy about them and and do our best and and you know right now like doing this interview like it's 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 so it's like so hard opening for me because sometimes i feel like i i i don't talk as much i mean i talk a lot in 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 person to like friends and family and everything but like just talking my truth and talking about just things that i'm doing and things that i that i would like to to accomplish and with my friends and and it's just just magical i love it it's we gotta so do another one about your yeah. future projects so no, i want to yeah, hear about this a lot well thank you so much christy oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Make it in. laughs>